And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Notes Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jin Shobro, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to another special edition of the Cliff Notes podcast. And please welcome to my weekly discussion with the officiados of Missouri 8-Man football. Please welcome back to the podcast, Anthony Crane and Devin Albertson. Thank you both so much for coming on. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing well. Good to be back. Uh, absolutely. Definitely. I know, um, you know, the first round of eight-man fo- uh, first round of the 8-Man football playoffs are in the book. And uh, we had a few games last week. I think we had about three in our um, local kind of northwest Missouri area that we um, that we had last week. So, if, um, gentlemen, if you want to highlight those games, just go ahead. Yeah, so I was at Stanbury, Nottoway Valley. It was a six-point game at halftime. Nottoway Valley played pretty well in the first half, sticking with Stanbury, scoring pretty much drive for drive. But one fumble was the big difference during the first half to give Stanbury a lead at halftime. And then Stanbury returned the open kickoff for second in the second half for a touchdown and never really looked back. North Nottoway Valley's offense got in a rut. I think they had like 60 yards of offense second half. And Stanbury kind of took control of the game, ended up cruising to a win. So good for Stanbury, get to four and five. Still a nice year for Nottoway Valley. They'll have some nice pieces coming back next year. Um, only losing, I think, two or three seniors from this year's team. So they'll be probably better next year than they were this year. Um, with that, good win for Stanbury. The reward for winning that game is to play North Andrew again. So congratulations. Um, and then Anthony, I believe he was at South Holt Mountain City game. Yeah, yeah, and that one that one got off to a slow start. Um, it was scoreless until the I think uh, finally got our first score with about thirty seconds left in the first quarter, and then South Holt kind of ran away with it from there. Um, you know, they're just you know skill wise, um, they're just superior Mountain City, um, who's taking a few steps back. Um, they fought hard, but, you know, it was just too much for them to overcome. And uh, so South Hole gets to move on uh, and face, you know, a tough Platte Valley team that put a pretty good beating on them earlier in the year. Uh, I think, um, not to get too far ahead, I think that'll be a better game. Just, you know, Peterson's a great coach. Um, and you kind of learn a few things um, after seeing a team once before. Uh, I would predict them to win. Um, but I do think uh, Devin will probably see a better game on Saturday than what he saw earlier in the year. Yep. Absolutely. And then the other game from Friday night in our area, uh, eight-man District 3, DeKalb over Southwest Livingston, 50-22. to And we'll review more of District 3 here in just a few minutes. But we're going to go into District 4, obviously. You know, we've been kind of beating it over the head here the last several times that we've met. But now we're officially into the um, – one of the good parts of the bracket here in District 4. We'll run down all the matchups here. Um, number one seeded North Andrew takes on eight seeded Stanbury. Uh, four seeded East Atchison takes on fifth seeded Albany. And then a game moved to Saturday. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. That game has been moved to Saturday, two o'clock, Platte Valley against South Holt. And then Worth County, the Worth County against Rockport is the other matchup there, three versus six. So, um, 
gentlemen, just your um, I'll let you guys um go through these matchups here and um, just your thoughts on um, just all these games um, as we headed to the uh, meat of the bracket here, in District Four. Yeah, so two of the, th- of the four are rematches from earlier in the year, uh, with North Andrew beating Stanbury earlier this year, and then also as Anthony's earlier, Platte Valley beating up on Southall earlier this year as well. Um, so don't expect too much difference in those rematches here. Uh, both North Andrew and Platte Valley should be heavily favored in those games. Uh, the three-six matchup: Worth County and Rockport. Uh, Worth County—they're just a really good. They're a really good three seed, and I think Rockport's just a really solid team. It's just—it's not a great matchup for Rockport. We saw them versus King City earlier this year. Played them for about a half, and then King City pulled away. Well, King City also played Worth County this year, and that game was never in doubt. Kind of deal Worth County really jumped them early on. And I think Rockport's built pretty similar to, to King City in that stature, where they're going to play good defense, run the ball. And Worth County, if you don't run the ball at a really high rate like North Andrew, they will boat race you in that situation on there. So um, I do like Worth County to get, take care of Rockport in that one as well. Just like kind of a bad matchup for Rockport. And then the last game should be a really fun one between Albany East Atchison uh, stylistically. I think Albany is a little more talented, but East Edge, they play really good defense. And I think with the way the weather and the field conditions could be there on Friday night, it could definitely help all East Edge now in that aspect, maybe give them an advantage there, make it a really good football game there between two still very good football teams. Yeah. Um, I think Rockport, you know, what they want to do is kind of control the clock with their running game. Um, that's, that's one thing they do um, is run the ball really well. Um, with that three-headed monster they have. And, you know, really that's the only thing that is going to keep them in this game is if they can move the ball. Um, you know, when Worth County faced North Andrew, not that, you know, that, that Rockford offensive line's on the same level. Um, but, you know, North Andrew had some success, you know, success running the ball on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe um, that can keep this one close for a while. Um, and, again, depending on the weather, um, it could benefit them. But like Devin said, Worth County is just so explosive, um, and they have great skill guys kind of all over. Tyler New's been really, really good. He has. Um, you know, and efficient. You know, I think I texted Devin when I was going through the stats that, you know, you know 24 touchdowns to just one interception. Uh, he's he's athletic, runs ball well. Uh, Castaball is a good running back. Um, and then the McIntyres, you know, especially Dylan, probably the best receiver in the state, I think. Um, doesn't have the stats to kind of back it up um, because it's not really their style, but he's just so big and physical and athletic that, um, boy, he's just impossible to cover. Um, then to Devin's game, Albany has been so good. Um, you know, with Kemper Klein, it, it's going to be tough for EA to, even with that good defense, to kind of cover what they can do, whether it's him running the ball or Porter Davis and Tyler Burke, or yeah, and those guys, um, it's just gonna be tough for them. Uh, we discussed earlier that you know the weather could help. Um, Albany is not fantastic at running the ball, um, not like they want to be. Um, so if they're forced to do that, uh, I think that works out well for EA. Yeah, you know, all those matchups, all, all those matchups should be um, should be tremendous there. And then let's let's go on to eight man district three, um, real quick. I know, um, we'll we'll, we'll preview the matchups here one by one here. Um, number one seeded Oric, as we talked about earlier, DeKalb beat Southwest Livingston last Friday night, which sets up a one eight matchup between Oric and DeKalb. Four seeded Bramer is taking on Stewartsville Osborne. That ought to be a that ought to be a fun matchup there. I'm definitely looking forward to see what the score is going to be. 
and that one up. A city matchup here up in St. Joe, Bishop LeBlanc at St. Joe Christian in the 2-7 game, and then King City of Pattonsburg will round out the schedule in the 3-6 game. They're in 8-man District 3. I want to get your um, your thoughts on some of these matchups in 8-man District 3. Anthony, I'll start with you. Yeah, yeah, I think those games uh, go chalk there. Uh, LeBlanc's just <laughs> so much better than Christian. Uh, I think Christian, as far as the program's on the right path, um, but they're still a few years away. Um, I like, you know, to complement what they've done with their youth program. Uh, you know, they got 30 kids at that middle school level. Um, I think better days are ahead for them. Um, but I think LeBlanc's just, you know, with Lane and Gardner, um, I think it'll be uh, a they'll get boat race probably. But uh, I like what Christian's doing moving forward. Um, you know, Pattonsburg, King City, we kind of saw – that game earlier in the year, Pattonsburg's going to score some points. Um, but, you know, in the end, they don't have the defense to keep that one close. So I think we'll see kind of a similar result. Um, and again, with every one of these games, if the weather does end up being what they say, it's going to be real tough for Pattonsburg to score points. Um, so that could even, you know, make that one an even shorter game. Yeah, so as Anthony was kind of saying there, that the ball to the bracket there with the two rematches there. LeBlanc and King City should both get nice little tune-up games here for each other next the following week on there for a really fun matchup in the district semifinals. Um, top side of the bracket, Oric and DeCab be their first ever meeting in eight-man football. So I don't think it'd be a very good meeting. Uh, Oric's undefeated this year, and DeCab's only two wins are against winless Southwest Livingston. So Oric should take care of business on that one. Um, there and then the last matchup, I think, is one of the better matchups of the week of the weekend kind of deal. There with Bramer and Stewartsville Osborne, both teams finished pretty by the same spot in their conferences. On there, both teams have a really good player. They all kind of rely on for most of their offense. For Bramer, is uh, Jordan Haley, who leads state in passing yards. It has a historic season again for passing eight man football. While Braxton Gibson, I think he's second or third in the state in rushing yards. He's first in rushing touchdowns. Very good player there for. Uh, Stewart for Osborne. So I'm really excited to see what kind of happens in that game going forward there. That's where we're kind of at with that one. Um, I do think Bramer does beat Stewart for Osborne. Um, I'm less confident now than I was maybe a week ago on there just because of all the um, weather factors that could play in the fact there. But I think Bramer, even if the weather's bad, Haley is a good enough runner as well at the quarterback position. They could overcome that. Um, and I just think Bramer wins that game set up a nice little rematch there with Oric in the second round as well. And then you get a rematch of last year's district championship game between King City and LeBlanc on the other side of the brackets. So um, very intriguing region district here because I think there's three teams in this district who could, who could realistically win it and we wouldn't be surprised with Oric and then both LeBlanc and King City. And then uh, I want to I want to get your guys' thoughts here on uh, districts one and two. You know anything? If obviously we don't cover them, you know as much as we cover at least I don't on the podcast cover districts one and two as much as I cover three and four because of all those teams directly there in Northwest Missouri. But um, I want to get your thoughts. If you guys have anything interesting about districts one and two, you want to share. Kind of similar as the other two districts where the three of the four games should be pretty heavy favorites for the higher seeds. The four or five matchups would be intriguing with Skyler and Santa Fe, kind of similar to the Bramer Stewartsville game where you have one team likes to throw the ball. The other team likes to ground it uh, with Santa Fe, like to run the ball. Skyler likes to throw the ball a little bit. So that should be fun. And then again, Anthony's actually going to this week. In District 1 between Appleton and Liberal. Should be a lot of fun with the Battle of the Bulldogs there in the Wemo. Yeah, and I think District 1 um, and this 
partially is because of the injury situation um, in Drexel. Um, but I think I'm leaning strongly where even if, you know, maybe if Coffee was healthy, um, I still think Lockwood um, over the second half of the season has been the better team. Um, they've improved a lot defensively. Um, and I don't think any of us really expected that. Uh, we knew they'd be pretty good. Um, but the way they can move the ball in different ways on offense um, and their defense has been a lot better, um, which is fairly amazing because it was it was bad. Um, and suddenly they can stop people. Um, so I think that's probably the most interesting thing for me uh, in that district is just the improvement of Lockwood. Um, you know, and the other districts, you know, it's going to be interesting as well because I think looking at it, none of those teams um, play defense. Uh, I've been asked who I think would win that one. Not a clue. Um, that's what makes that one interesting is um, they're all pretty good offensively. None of them play defense. Um, so that's what makes that one interesting. You know, class four gets a lot of clout because I think as far as the top level talent, they have it all. Um, but the other districts, um, especially, you know, two and three, uh, a lot of toss ups on who who can walk away with um, that district title. Yeah, absolutely. I think that side, the whole side of the bracket on there has a lot of teams who are ranked between like eight and like 16 in the state on there. So there's a whole jumble of really solid teams that aren't quite that next level that have a chance to make a deep run there. Um, and I think, Anthony, you were able to watch the St. Paul North Shelby game. And St. Paul won that game, but North Shelby wasn't far from making that a close game or possibly winning that one as well. I know the score was a little bit lopsided there, but North Shelby was still in that game for a long time, had a couple of mistakes. They really cost them and seemed kind of tailspin for them. But in a rematch, that could be a very interesting game as well in district championships. So those two districts yeah. are pretty wide open of who has a chance to make it to Como there in early December. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll come, you know, North Shelby's biggest problem was um, they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. They don't play great defensively. Obviously, if you look at the Bramer uh, game, <laughs> you can see that. Um, but the offense can move the ball. Um, and they maybe have the most underrated running back in the state. If you watch him, he is he is awesome. Um, Amos. Just, yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just impressive to watch him go from standing still to full speed and just a step. Um when you have that kind of guy, you know, you can do a lot of things. You're not going to win a state title. Um, they're not there. Um, but they definitely can win that district. Uh, tip my cap to Devin, who's been the believer in North Shelby uh, all year. Um, so I'll give him credit for that. But, yeah. I mean, I Fredericton has had the quietest 1,300-yard, 16-touchdown season you've ever heard of in eight-man football, mainly because they play in Northeast Missouri, so it's hard for us to get eyes on them is the biggest thing. And – he didn't get to play against Bramer. No, so he, he missed that game. End, he may have 1,700 yards had he <laughs> played in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, this, they're a fun team over there. We like Coach Stuckey as well. He's, he's a good coach over there and keeps them where they need to be going forward on there. So, it's a fun district just because there's a lot of teams who are sitting there between five and four to four and five in that three through six line that can make things very interesting there in the first couple of rounds there for it. So, we'll see what happens, but uh, things get more in. interesting next week. Which always done a hell of a job or gotten lucky. I don't know which um, with back-to-back <laughs> coaches. Yep. Agreed. Um, yeah. Well, I know, gentlemen, this is actually one of our shorter episodes that we've done here in uh, 
recent memory, but you know, the, you know, we're gonna have shorter episodes as we start kind of dwindling down the field here in Missouri A-Man football. We dwindle on the field. That's less matches we get to talk about. So um, hopefully yeah, we can. Yeah, but there's more. There's more to break down when oh, absolutely better as well. So absolutely. Next week will be fun. Next week will oh. be eight games, but there'll be fun eight games. So we'll be one of our better shows of the year next year. Promise you. Oh, absolutely, definitely. I I would expect I would expect nothing less. From Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. Uh, hopefully that we we can actually stay dry. Hopefully that we can actually um you know avoid any delays on Friday because of the weather. Hopefully let's 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 hope to God we can we can dodge the weather on this. But gentlemen, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Always love having you guys on. Um, your eight man football knowledge is absolutely incredible. Thank you guys for everything that you guys do. For eight-man football, as always. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Thanks, Misha.